Good morning and welcome to worship here at Highland Valley United Methodist Church. We're so glad to see all of you who are here in person, as well as all of you who are joining us online. And we pray that this worship service will be a blessing to you. Uh, What a wonderful day to celebrate Palm Sunday, our Lord's triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Please remember to like, share, and comment on your social media feeds so that uh, your friends and family will be able to participate in our worship service as well. And we can evangelize. We can share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Uh, The more that we share, the more people who will see our worship services. And I just want to also make sure that you know that on our website now, there's a way to connect with us. There's a tab called Tell Us More, in which you can tell us who you are if you are new to Highland Valley and uh, share your information with us. And you can also submit prayer requests to our prayer team. So please remember to go to hbumc.org if you would like to participate and give us more information. Also, um, you'll be able to pick up your communion elements if you desire to share in the virtual services for Holy Thursday and Easter Sunday. We'll have communion elements in the Breezeway Tuesday and Thursday between the uh, the times of 9 and 4. So now let us prepare our hearts for worship as we go to the Lord in prayer. Oh God, today we thank you for your love made real through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord. As we come to prepare for the holiest of weeks, we journey through praise. With joy on our lips, we travel through betrayal and death, cradling hope deep in our hearts. As Jesus leads us through this week, O God, we will follow, for He is the life we long for and the Word who sustains us. As we wave palm branches in anticipation, we lay our love before him to cushion his walk. Setting aside all power, glory, and might, Christ comes, modeling humility and obedience for us all. We say and sing the words, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who brings us the kingdom of God. And today we pray, O God, for the sick, the suffering, the oppressed, and the forgotten for an end to acts of hatred perpetrated against Asian Americans and all people of color. Help us to remember that we serve the Prince of Peace, who was cheered as he entered Jerusalem at the beginning of the week and executed by Friday for us all. Grant us the wisdom, courage, and clarity to follow after the example of our blessed Lord. In the name of the Christ, we pray. Amen.
reflective of this to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a coat that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the coat, its owner asked them, why are you untying the coat? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the coat, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, the people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Short word of prayer, please. So as I stand now, Lord, to proclaim your words, I pray, O oh God, that you would speak through me as you speak to me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, and my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I've chosen uh, to entitle this message, The Master Has Need of It. One of the things I want to call our attention to as we celebrate this text is the matter of a divine necessity. Many aspects of the Messianic entrance into Jerusalem that we are celebrating, which happened so long ago, was of a divine necessity. It was a divine necessity for Jesus' human appearance into this world. The life Jesus lived was of a divine necessity. More than not, the sum total of Jesus' life was a divine necessity. In this account, this, the promised son of David enters the holy city, Jerusalem, to fulfill his divine mission. The coming one has now arrived. The travel narrative is over. It has come to an end. It has been talked about and looked forward to. It had been 
impactful in the minds of those who were awaiting this arrival. Jesus now enters Jerusalem, his city of destiny. This Palm Sunday, one of those significant observances in the life of the church. The word passion comes from uh, the Greek word pasco, a primitive verb that usually involves the idea of something painful, Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday. The ultimate pain is not upon Jesus yet, but Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday as we often refers to it, opens the doorway to the horrific events awaiting our Lord and our Savior. That first Palm Sunday was the preliminary moment of the pain and suffering that Jesus would face. Yes, Palm Sunday is the culminating, the celebration, and the jubilation of the gospel writers identifies as God with us. As Jesus made preparation to enter Jerusalem, he gave an assignment to two of his disciples. They were to go into the village ahead of them and look for a coat, a donkey that was tied, one that had never been ridden before. They were to untie them and bring them to Jesus. Part two of the instructions were, if anybody ask you, say to you, why are you doing this? Then you say to them, the Lord has need of it. And that's just what happened. They located the animals now for far away from Bethany at a little town called the House of Fear. It seems that the messianic consciousness of Jesus was involved in the pre-arrangement of this thing happening the way it did. And I say they located the animal because a careful reading of the Gospels revealed there were two animals, a donkey and a coat. Matthew 21 and 2, it says, You will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. When they returned to Jesus with the animal, Jesus deliberately chose the colt. This was important, and it is important, as every action in the life of Jesus is a vast significant. Jesus chose the coat. Listen to Luke 19 and 33, the Revised Standard Version. As they were untying the coat, verse 34, they said, the Lord needs 
Luke 19 and 35. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the coat, they set Jesus on it. But how are we to understand Jesus' choice? Well, to begin with, I suggest that he made this choice as a quiet assertion of his majesty. Jesus deliberately chose the animal. Deliberately chose the animal on which a man, a woman, a person had never sat before. Jesus chose the coat. And by doing so, Jesus claimed for one brief hour his royal prerogative of showing just who he is. He lifted himself up into the unique sovereignty by choosing a beast whereon never a man sat. It stands to reason now for Jesus to do this, you see, because he was about to do what never a man had done. He was about to pay a price what never a person had paid. He was about to bridge a gap that had never been bridged before. So Jesus rode upon coat that no other person had written upon. The point being, it had not been used in any common purpose for men. Such an animal was qualified to perform that sacred task. Not that the animal could not be used in other matters, but its first, its essential purpose was to the Lord. Mm. Everything in the worship of God said to be sacred. We have gathered in this sacred space this morning. Others are viewing in your sacred space this morning. This may also allude to the young coat that is kind of mentioned in Zacharias 9 and 9 that Jesus rode into town on this coat. But, but this is what the master needed. This is what the master received. Don't miss it. Don't miss the point that the owner offered to Jesus what he had. We are reminded of other events similar to this in Scripture. Moses. Moses gave his walking stick to God. Rahab gave a corner of her roof to the spies of Israel because that's 
what was needed. David gave his slingshot to bring down Goliath because that's what was needed. The widow of Zarephath gave her last oil and her last flower to the man of God, Elijah, because that's what was needed. The Shunammite woman gave a room to in her home to Elijah because that's what was needed. Widow, that Jesus prays for giving the last bit of her money. She did so because that's what was needed. The young boy who one day left home with a fish sandwich and some bread gave it to the disciples of Jesus and it blessed the multitude of people because that's what was needed. The early church. The early church gave their possessions, shared it with those who did not have. The Bible says, and none were in need because that's what was needed. The Bible is full of people who gave what they had to be used by the Lord. Now, what you have may not seem like much, but in the hands of Jesus, it can accomplish great things. We understand Jesus to say in Luke 17 and 6, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, it can do great things. Listen. Give it to Jesus. The Lord needs it. Now, none of what we celebrate so fondly on this day would be possible if the man who owned the coat would have refused to give it Jesus. Jesus, uh, his, his, his attitude was, the man's attitude was, if the Lord needs it, I'm willing to give it. But my question this morning, Christian friends, are you willing? Are you willing to give it to, to Jesus? Are you truly willing to say yes? Yes, I will offer my prayers. Yes, I will offer my presence. Yes, I will offer my service. Yes, I will offer my gift and I will offer my witness. I will give all of it to Jesus. What we have and who we are is, is, is never more useful than when we give it and ourselves to Jesus, the Master, the Lord, has need of it. A young man and a young woman had fallen in love, and, and they had agreed to be married, 
when suddenly the young man was called off into service. Before you knew it, he was off and gone, and while he was off serving his country, letters between them went back and forth, zigzagging across the mouth. Those letters were filled with love and with passion. Finally, one week, the young lady didn't receive a letter. The next week, she didn't receive a letter. And then somewhere shortly after that, a letter did come. and She opened it, and she noticed that it was in a different handwriting. And the letter started, my dear, I am sure you can see that this is not my handwriting. I've asked a friend of mine to write these words. And I'm writing to let you know that the war goes on. And a few weeks ago, I was involved in an accident, and I have lost the use of both my hands. So I've asked my friend to write these words and to say to you, I am releasing you from the vows that we had made towards one another because I am no longer able to provide for you, make the life we had talked about. A week went past, and there was no reply to his letter. Another week. One morning early, he noticed someone standing by his bed. And there his fiance was. She knelt down and she says to him, you do not have to worry. I will, I will never give up on us and our love. These hands of mine will work for us. We will live out the life that we talked about. That's it, friend. Are we willing? in this Christian journey to offer our hands to Jesus, to live out what he has called us to? Are we willing to use our feet? Are we willing to use our voices? Are we willing to use our influence for the master? For the master needs it. I pray that you do so.
Friends, we celebrate even today what that person did long ago by giving his coat for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem on upon. What might it be that you could surrender to Jesus because the master needed that would be celebrated months and years from now because you said, yes, the master needs it and I'm willing to give it. I pray that you look for those opportunities and, and be ready to say, here it is. If you do not know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sin, I pray that the first thing you would say, Lord, here I am. I offer me. As we leave this service, pray God's blessings upon you. Peace be with you.